I'm Danielle West. Welcome to Intentional Marriages Podcast, where we share vulnerable insights about marriage. Today, we have a special podcast. Russ and I are super excited about our daughter getting married this June. Not only do we adore her fiance, we are so proud of the work they have done on their relationship. Like Andy Stanley says, it takes a pulse to fall in love, but it takes a plan to stay in love. We're confident they have a plan. Listen in as Russ and I discuss how wise Chandler and Jamin have been in preparation for their marriage. Why do you think our daughter is ready to get married? Because she has worked very hard on her emotional intelligence, understanding her emotions, and understanding how to interact with Jamin's emotions. I know it's like all of us, it take, it's always just a journey. We continue to work on it and over time, but just understanding that it's important and working on it in an intentional, formal way is such a big thing. And it's amazing to see how far ahead she is than most people. Absolutely. She is way far ahead than I was at that age from emotional intelligence. You and me both. But I think that's because you set the example. When we were go to counseling, I was begging you not to tell everyone. (laughs) And then Chandler, I think in middle school or high school, she said, you know, I want to go to counseling as if it was such a normal thing to do. And I kept waiting for her to be embarrassed or say, you know, please don't tell anyone. And she didn't care. It's because you normalized it. A lot of that, of course, just just as important. And the reason why I think she's ready is because of Jamin and, you know, how dedicated he is to working on their relationship. Yeah, for sure. And how patient and how kind he is. He's very kind. He's a lot like you. And you know, that that uh, and once again, they both are understand that um, I think they have a pretty decent expectation of what they're going into in marriage. And I think most young people at their age do not have the proper expectations of marriage. They don't understand that when you get in it, how much work it's going to take and how rewarding it can be. But the reward comes from the work. Right. But some couples think if you have to work, then something must be wrong. I must have married the wrong one. Right. It's just the opposite. You want somebody who's going to go on this journey for life with you. It's going to accept you for who you are and not try to change you. Uh, But understand that if both people can understand that they need to work on their own emotions and, and then work together on how those how you interact, understanding what your spouse needs from an emotional perspective is such a big thing. And just the fact that that's important to them, I think, is one of the big reasons that they're that they're, you know, they're ready. Yeah. And it's been really fun watching Chandler connect the dots to her history and to do it at this early age instead of when it usually happens, like. We try to ignore everything before we're 40. <laughs> After 40, we're trying to deal with everything we've been ignoring up until that point. So she has such a head start. Well, and if even if two people have a perfect, which is impossible, but even two people have a perfect childhood, it's still going to be different. Right. And so you're going to subconsciously look at things differently. And that's why it's so important, once again, to, to, to get good at communication, to get good at coaching your spouse on what you need. And what's important to you. And it's hard for, especially for men to say, I need this. 
And that's why I think I use the term, it would really mean a lot to me or it's important to me <laughs> instead of saying I need something. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that uh, you know, they seem to be, like I said, but, you know, marriage is a journey. You don't ever get there. It's right. something that you, you know, your whole marriage is, is a journey where you're constantly, you know, it has peaks and valleys, but you're constantly growing closer together over time. And like I said, you never get there 100 percent. That's the whole purpose of why we should every day try to, to, to step forward, knowing that there'll be days that we'll step backwards. Mm-hmm. But if our if we're, you know, if we're intentionally trying to work on our marriage and, and be grateful and remind ourselves each day of what we're grateful for in our spouse. And so I see that with, with Chandler and Jane and how grateful they are for each other and they seem to formally or intentionally try to concentrate on that. And of course, they frustrate each other like every couple will. But uh, Right, but I think the difference there is that when couples have that tension, they feel like it's wrong. And Chandler is learning that it's a tension to be managed, that you'll always have disruptions and frustrations with each other, but it's not trying to eliminate those altogether, it's learning how to manage them and set expectations. Yeah, and learning how to, you actually can grow closer through the tension when you respect the other person's perspective or their side of the story. And that took me a long time. Yeah, me too. It took me forever. <laughs> and so, but when you realize that the other person's perspective you don't have to agree with it, but just how important it is to, to say, I can understand why you feel that way based on their perspective, not our perspective. I still don't understand why you feel the way you do sometimes from my perspective. Right, right. But if I will take the time to understand your perspective. That my hurt is real. Yeah. I don't, may not agree with what happened, but I can, I can definitely understand based on the way you are looking at it that you would feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that took a long time to get to there. But when when we give that to our spouse, when we can understand their perspective and make them feel validated and understood, even in the tension and the conflict, we can be closer to each other through that. And that was a huge thing to learn and it took a long time to, to learn and get good at. But I but I and I think once again they're They've been together five years almost, and it's just incredible to watch how they've grown over the last five years and how their relationship has grown and you know, the way they've managed the ups and downs that every relationship has and uh, the way they deal with hurt and conflict because every couple hurts each other, mostly unintentionally, but it still happens. And, and usually we we're bumping into old hurts, but we sometimes create new ones as well. Yeah, I, my favorite part is how they started off. And Chandler said, before you can date me, <laughs> you need to meet my dad. And yeah. and she wanted your, your approval. Well, she's picked a good one. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, it's just exciting for them. Like I said, it's a journey. And you want someone that you feel like is going to be there with you and will work on the day-to-day things that come up over the different seasons of, of a marriage. What did you think when they asked you to officiate the wedding? <laughs> it caught me off guard. 
uh, obviously, I there's no way I could say no to those two <laughs> as much as I love them. Um, it's a little scary, but also I'm really excited and very honored. It meant the world to me that they wanted me to do it. But obviously, I was a little, like I said, I think it's a combination of being a little scared but very excited and, um, and very honored. And I can't wait. I know it's going to be a very special day. And everybody asks me, how are you going to get through it? And I'm never worried about that. Yeah, well, well. Uh, yeah, maybe I, I should. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should worry more about it. But uh, I don't see how you're going to hold it together. I'm just so excited for the two of them, and so happy for them. Yeah. And so grateful that God brought those two together. Like I said, I'm very, very excited, but I haven't gotten nervous yet. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but I don't know. I just getting to spend so much time with them these last. Five years together, I mean, mm-hmm. them together, it just seems like a very natural thing. Um, and I hope it will be that day. And yeah. Yeah. I love our, our Sunday, our Sunday morning traditions. Yeah. Going to church and then out to lunch. I mean, when I was 23, I don't remember going, oh, I want to hang out with my parents. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's been really special. And yeah, another reason why. I'm so excited about them getting married. You know, I've gotten to spend so much time with Jamin these last almost five years. And it's been such a blessing. And, you know, such a special relationship with him in a way that, um, you know, I I just, like I said, couldn't have dreamed for anyone better for for my daughter. Absolutely. And, And the fact that they're doing two to one. Yeah. I feel like just sets up such a great foundation because we do it with thrive with married couples who have been married for 30 plus years. And they're like, Oh, I wish I had had this, you know, when we first got married and here Chandler and Jamin get this at the very beginning. And, um, you know, coupled with all of the life lessons you've taught them, (laughs) which we now get to hear Chandler (laughs) share back to us. Oh, which is priceless. But I'm excited that they're doing their two-to-one mentoring. Yeah, there's a few things I could have dreamed or hoped for for them more than doing this uh, premarital counseling. The the two-to-one curriculum is so, so good. Like you said, it'll give them such a great foundation for those first years of marriage that are always a little... Uh, a little more of a struggle than people anticipate. Yeah, that can be a little tricky. <laughs> a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, I remember we spent many years not discussing our frustrations, and that wasn't good. But it took many years of counseling for me to understand and learn the tools. But like I like to share with people moving forward now is like we like to condense the decades of counseling into days <laughs> and hopefully give people the shortcuts and save a lot of money yeah. by by paying all of this knowledge forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we've learned from counseling is a to be proactive and not just reactive with it and having the value of being proactive um, and, and looking at it as a life coach type scenario. And so, you know, the good news is I think that Chandler and Jamin understand that as well. And they, when you, when you get into a situation and you feel like you can't solve it, you know, you can always have a really good counselor help coach you through session. I mean, through a situation that, that 
you know, seems like we just can't solve together. And that's always a, a nice confidence to have, knowing that, that there's there's uh, people out that are experts at this that can give us some coaching when we uh, when we can't figure it out ourselves. Right, because we invite coaches into our fitness goals with a personal trainer, with our taxes, with financial accountants, and and there is no sport that doesn't have a coach. So why do we think that we should do without a coach in our relationships, which is the most significant part of our life? So I I also love the fact, I know we didn't start off proactive with counseling. To me, it was more out of fear, more reactive. I wanted to keep it quiet. <laughs> but over time, once it started working, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't care. I wanted everybody to know. And what I've learned is if you only resort to a counselor during a crisis, your first session is spent getting to know each other and trying to understand your strengths and weaknesses and learning about your family of origin. And to me, when you are up against a crisis, you want to be able to go into a counselor and say, okay, let's spend this whole hour trying to resolve this situation versus introducing yourself. It really restricts or limits the counselor's ability to help you right. when you only go in a crisis right? versus being proactive. And then when you go into a crisis, they have a much better chance of quickly pinpointing the issue and helping you resolve it. Right. And some people say, oh, I don't have the money. But even if you went four times a year, at least there's that established understanding of who you are and you get to know the chemistry of your counselor. And, and for those that are... Uh, not able to afford counseling, finding a mentor couple right. who's who's a decade ahead of you and being able to lean on them for some wise counsel. And there's all, also some so many great resources that you can tap into online. There's a lot of free resources and there's great books out there. You know, they're just, yeah. it just takes the effort to reach it, to, to figure it out. Like you said, it's a, a mentor couple, most churches, have a mentor program for those type of scenarios if you can't, especially if you can't afford things. So uh, it just takes the effort to, to, to look. Right. So I just wanted to end this conversation on just celebrating all the work that Chandler's done and mm-hmm. getting prepared, both her and Jamin. And I'm excited about the kind of marriage that they're going to have. Yeah, I'm so proud of her and just, you know, I think she's definitely ready, and I'm so proud of Jamin, and think he's definitely ready. And yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot of bumps along the way, but you're, you're never gonna, you know, as as a wise person told us when we were getting married, you know, you can't if you if you take a 52 deck of cards and and no. <laughs> and, and you look at you know turning over the cards before you get married on on different things. You can never turn over all 52 before you get married. So, well, we tried. I think we had what 50 cards turned over. Uh, we were sort of nervous. And God's not going to let you turn all over 52. Uh, there has to be some faith there. And so, but I, they have turned over a lot of cards and in preparing for this, preparing for their marriage. And so, uh, there'll be some cards that they'll have to turn over that they don't expect later. Mm-hmm. But that's. That's part of it, and, they, and right. I, I think they've got the confidence and the faith to know that, uh, and, and they're working on the tools to be able to work through the challenges that will come. Right.
And we can credit my senior pastor, Chuck Green, for that. Yes, we can. For that little tidbit of wisdom. I remember he was like, okay, you two, at some point it's going to be a leap. It's going to take a leap of faith to move forward. It's time. <laughs> yeah, we were very scared to get married. They, they're, they're, they're in a much better place than we were. Right, right. We were a little bit older than them, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining your podcast, Intentional Marriages. Um, it's been a joy talking to you. Yes, can't wait for June 20th, 2020. Want some more insight on how to strengthen your marriage? You can find new blogs posted every week and a new live monthly webinar. Just go to intentionalmarriages.net. That's intentionalmarriages with an S dot net, N-E-T. Thank you and stay intentional.